Staying within comfort zones is reassuring and very tempting. The name alone suggests safety and stasis. However, many experts on human psychology agree that life starts when the comfort zone ends. When you push yourself to experience new things, meet new people, and achieve new heights, you start living in technicolor. You'll never want to return to the black and white world of your comfort zone. Hi, welcome to Your Great Journey. Each week, we offer you brief tips, techniques, and insights to help you move in positive directions and master big change. For more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com. Today we're sharing an excerpt from the audiobook, How to Be Miserable, 40 Strategies You Already Use, written by psychologist Randy Patterson. In this tongue-in-cheek audiobook, Randy outlines 40 specific behaviors and habits which, if followed, are sure to lead to a lifetime of unhappiness. You'll discover how you, and only you, are holding yourself back from a full life. On the other hand, if you do the opposite, you might just find yourself living a happy, fulfilled life. In this humorous excerpt, Dr. Patterson discusses our comfort zones from the perspective of how to stay in them and what happens to us when we do. You'll learn about what he calls the zone of discomfort, which includes trying new things and taking chances. This excerpt will inspire you to expand beyond your comfort zone and step into the wide open world of new possibilities. Stay in your zone of comfort. If it hurts to do that, then don't do it. The logic is unassailable. If you are afraid of dogs, stay away from dogs. Et voila, the problem is solved. The only question is, does this strategy point the way toward happiness or misery? Answer, both. Short-term happiness and long-term misery. In this book, we are not striving for the cheap, momentary mood dip. We want full, resilient, lasting darkness. So an initial flicker of relief is nothing to worry about. Divide your life into two realms. First, the zone of comfort. This consists of places, roles, situations, and activities that feel familiar and relatively stress-free. Staying at home watching your favorite game show on television. Taking the same route to the same mall to shop at the same stores. Working at the same comfortable job, doing the same tasks the same way you have always done them. Visiting the same restaurant and ordering the same thing. Returning to the same vacation spot you visited a dozen times before. Helping out in the background at your nephew's wedding. The second realm is the zone of discomfort. This is different for everyone. Turning off the television and going to the concert in the park by the band you're not sure you like. Taking an unfamiliar route or public transit to a part of the city you've never visited. At work, trying out new ways of doing old tasks and volunteering for projects you haven't done before. Finding a new restaurant and ordering something you've never had. Vacationing somewhere you've never been and doing things differently, like cycling, camping, or staying in hostels. Volunteering to give a toast at your nephew's wedding. Residing within your zone of comfort is warm, reassuring, and very tempting. 
but when you wake up one day from a nap, you will notice that your bookcase has shifted. This familiar room is shrinking millimeter by millimeter. Once, you felt fine visiting all but the busiest malls. Today, you can detect a flutter of anxiety in a convenience store. Once, your avoidance of crowds was a subtle preference. Now, it is an overwhelming need. Once, the thought of speaking up in a meeting was mildly concerning. Now, it provokes outright panic. The zone of comfort hides a secret. The longer you spend in it, the smaller it gets. Venture into the zone of discomfort, and it, too, changes. Drive the unfamiliar route three times, and it ceases to seem strange. The boundaries redraw themselves, and what was once threatening becomes easier. The zone of discomfort shrinks when you enter it. The zone of comfort grows only by leaving it. To become less happy, then, simply obey your impulses. They will almost always point to the activity you've tried before, to the easier option, to staying home rather than leaving familiar walls behind. A part of your brain, monitoring your behavior, will conclude that the paths you have not taken must truly be unwise and threatening, and your inward impulse will become steadily stronger. What seemed like a momentary preference will become an urgent need for safety and familiarity. So listen to your fears and take them seriously. Avoid dogs, heights, crowds, enclosed spaces, travel, public speaking, romantic entanglements, airplanes, tests of your ability, medical appointments, job interviews, and all potential humiliations. Announce that you will be perfectly happy to dive into the pool as soon as you feel comfortable with the water. Then, settle back in your easy chair and wait for the necessary confidence to arrive. It never will, and you will maintain a smaller life forever. It is better still, of course, if your zone of comfort is small to begin with. Therapists around the world have noticed the emergence of a cohort of young people, mostly males for reasons that remain obscure, who, socially anxious and unwilling to challenge their fears, never take flight and leave their parents' homes. We have created a world where such a life is possible and, at least for them, tolerable. They have the internet, they have video games, and often they have parents willing to serve as household staff and fund the retreat. These lost boys, as they are sometimes called, spend their lives in basement rooms waiting for their self-assurance to arrive. They have been told, often by the educational system, that without unshakable confidence and flawless self-esteem, they can no more leave home than they would without clothes. So they sit, listening for the doorbell, waiting in vain for their delivery. No one has told them, it seems, that confidence does not precede action. It follows. We feel comfortable in the water only once we have been paddling a while. The ungrounded, uncertain feeling is what we get when we leave the zone of comfort to do something new. It is not a signal to retreat, it is the sensation of one's life expanding. It's not too late to emulate the Lost Boys, no matter what your position in life might be. Simply turn down all challenges. Use your discomfort as your guide. Ignore all exhortations to make your fears your agenda. This is for people wishing a larger life, not a smaller one. The meaning of your shrinking life should be to create comfort and calm and to avoid stress, preferably 24 hours a day. The term for this strategy is lining one's coffin. Rather than engaging in real life with all of its messy emotions, conflicts, and disappointments, retreat into comfort. 
when your life knocks at the door, turn off the lights and hide behind the fridge as though you're avoiding an unwelcome religious representative. You'll feel better. For a while, anyway. Thanks for listening to this excerpt from the audiobook, How to Be Miserable, 40 Strategies You Already Use. You can purchase the complete audiobook from any major online audiobook retailer. If you'd like more information, please visit yourgreatjourney.com. Please be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you like the show, please rate it and review it. And please share it with friends who might also enjoy it. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Your Great Journey is brought to you by audiobook publisher Wetware Media. Wetware Media publishes a wide variety of personal transformation audiobooks available from any major online audiobook retailer. For more information, please visit wetwaremedia.com. That's W-E-T-W-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A dot com.